And we are back. Welcome back to the Depressed Cincinnati Sports Fan Podcast. I am Jesse. On this podcast, we're pretty much going to go down the rundown of all Cincinnati sports happening in this city. The Bengals, the surging Cincinnati Reds. I can't believe I'm saying that. And then we're going to talk about FC Cincinnati and their dream start to their 2022 season. And also we're going to talk about a little bit about UC Bearcats football. Scheduled times for the 2022 first season in the Big 12 Conference for the football team. So let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals first. So the Bengals are in OTAs. Players are working out with the team, etc., etc. And guess who is back in the building? Wide receiver Tyler Boyd was back in the building this past week. First time seeing him since he suffered a deep, high-tissue tissue die Bruce in the second quarter of the AFC title game against the Chiefs in January. Man, I for some reason I think about that game like two to three times during the week. And it's not that I'm like depressed. It's just like, man, that team played C plus football and they almost made it back to the Super Bowl. And one of the reasons why the Bengals I'm not saying this is the reason why they lost the game, but their offense really kind of needed Tyler Boyd in that game because he had two catches for 40 yards in that game. But those two catches were two big plays of 20-plus yard receptions. And his second catch, he suffered an injury after catching a 24-yard reception from Joe Burrow. I really, really, really thought that Tyler Boyd was going to really have a big impact in that game. And he was ready to. And I was, it was so bummed to hear that he left the game with that thigh bruise injury. And his presence was missed. It was definitely missed. And he's back in the building. I think a lot of people were wondering, where's Tyler Boyd? Like, this is his final year of his contract. And people are saying that, oh, he's going to sit out. OTAs and but maybe potentially training camp. No, 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 no. Listen, I wasn't worried that Tyler Boy wasn't here for the first two weeks, and it was great that he's back in the building this week. But this potentially could be his final season. The Bengals did draft Charlie Jones out of Purdue in the fourth round for a reason. So could that be Tyler Boy's replacement? For next season, I don't know. We'll got to see how Charlie Jones does in his rookie season as a Bengal. But it's just really, 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 really good to see Tyler Boyd back. And this is what Tyler Boyd said about the injury in the AFC title game. And he said it still bothered him to this day. And he feel like he wasn't there to contribute. And he felt he let the team down. Tyler Boyd, if you listen to this podcast, you did not let the team down, okay? Injuries happen in football. If you would have played, I think the Bengals' offense would have been more explosive. Yes, T. Higgins caught a touchdown pass. Jamar Chase had that big catch in fourth and seven, and then P. Ryan ran it in. But other than that, the Bengals' offense wasn't that explosive in that game. And you got to give the Chiefs credit. Frank Clark and that pass rush really did a number to the Bengals' second and third backups in that game. But, man, when you miss Tyler Boyd in that game, because you knew the Chiefs were going to double-team Jamar Chase. And also, 
T. Higgins was going to get double, but T. Higgins was one-on-one. -on -one. And then if you would have added Tyler Boyd, say if he didn't get hurt, you would have added another weapon, and then you got Hayden Hurst. <clears throat> just a bummer. So this is what Tyler Boyd said about just about that game, and he still thinks about that. He still thinks about this game to this day. He said, "In quote, still to this day, I feel like if I would have played the whole game, I was the key factor." He said, "We would have won the game." And you know what? I think some Chiefs fans on Twitter were really like, "Oh well, it's a whole team sport. You really think that Tyler Boyd or the Cincinnati Bengals are going to make a difference?" Well. There's some Chiefs fans that are actually knowledgeable on social media, and they did say that, you know what, if Tyler Boyd did not get hurt, that it could have been a different story of the result of the game because I think he would have done some damage to that Chiefs secondary. Like I said, he was well on his way until he got hurt. But Tyler Boyd, you did not let the team down. Injuries happened, and I'm glad you're back, and can't wait for your... 2022 season why do i keep saying 2022 we're in year 2023 jesse so i definitely messed that up when it comes to fc cincinnati's 2023 dream season and then talking about the Bengals' upcoming 2023 season and then uc football 2023 so i had to clear up that mistake that i made we're in the year 2023 if you guys didn't know already <laughs> but i'm glad Tyler Boyd's back for the 5,000th time i said but i really am because he is one of the most underrated slot receivers in the nfl and he just fits this offense and he's been with this franchise through the through the downs to the deep pits and just seeing the resurgence Ever since Joe Burrow was drafted and Tyler Boyd has just been a just a bangle since he was drafted out of Pitt. And if this is his final season, it's almost like the farewell of when Jesse Bates left this offseason to go, to go get paid. And, and now he's an Atlanta Falcon. It was almost like Jesse Bates' last season as a Bengal last season. It's like we know that he's not coming back for this upcoming season. So... Us Bengals fans will have to prepare that this is potentially Tyler Boy's last season as a Bengal. And if it is, man, it's been a run. And he has contributed so much to the success of the Cincinnati Bengals over the last two seasons. And let's just enjoy Tyler Boyd right now. And I just hope that he has his best season yet of his career upcoming up. So glad that TB is back. As he always says... Big levels, big levels. I'm doing the, the big levels hand gesture he does. So, yeah. Welcome back, TB. Other than that, not really much is going on with the Cincinnati Bengals this week that is really noteworthy to talk about. But OTAs is coming up. It's I think it's, I believe it's next week or two weeks from now that OTAs is coming up. So. Looking forward to that. And then, guys, we're in June. So, what about, what, a month? And then it'll be training camp. And then it'll be preseason. And then it'll be the regular season week one matchup in Cleveland against the Browns. So, football is a coming. Switching sports now. And let's talk about, <laughs> yo, 
The Cincinnati Reds are rolling. You heard me right. The Cincinnati Reds are actually worth talking about right now. Yes, it is June 1st, 2023, and the Cincinnati Reds are being talked about in this city. All of us, when the Reds season began, were thinking, man, when are the Bengals starting? When are the Bengals preseason games, Bengals training camp, NFL draft? Because we thought the Reds were going to be just absolutely shit this year, coming off a 100-loss season last year. And then, you know, they start off the season, meh. And I didn't really, like, care. And then look what they're doing right now, guys. As I sit recording this podcast, the Reds are on a five-game winning streak. They swept the Chicago Cubs in Wrigley Field last weekend for the first time since the 2013 season. This past week... Currently, right now, the Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox, and the Reds taking the first two games of that series. The Reds won a series in Boston for the first time since the 75 Classic. That's where the Reds won the World Series against the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> yes, the Reds. Okay, I was talking to my friend about this. Like, the Reds are way better than the last year's team. And the Reds were actually a good team in the month of May last season, right? They had a winning record in May. Now we flip over to May 2023. The Reds finished off 15-14, and 14, a winning record. But this team feels a hell of a lot different from last year's team that lost 100 games. This Reds team just finds a way to win games. And when they're down, they don't think they're out of the game. They really believe they can come back. And the Reds have 17 comeback wins. That is tied for second in the major leagues. The Reds have 17 comeback wins. Who would have thought that? The comeback Reds. What? Really? And now Reds fans are just like excited for the younger players. The Reds have just, they have talent down there in the farm system. And one of their talents, Matt McClain, made his debut about two weeks ago. Last week, he was named NL Player of the Week. And Matt McClain, okay, he is playing like a veteran, even though he's a rookie, okay? And this guy has already has a player of the week in the National League already under his belt. Last week, 15 hits, 31 of bats, a 484 average, 543 on base percentage, 774. Did I, did I, get, did I get that right? 774 slugging percentage. Okay, I got that right. The average. Nine runs scored, two home runs, three doubles, seven RBIs. Wow. Wow. Wow is indeed. And then Spencer Steer, the Reds, the, the player that the Reds got in that Twins trade when the Reds traded Tyler Miley to the Twins. Who would have thought that Spencer Steer 
in his second season in the big leagues, leads the teams in home runs with eight. Now, the Reds don't hit a lot of home runs, okay? They're not really that good when it comes to hitting the long ball. But that's okay. They do get the clutch hits when it matters. In this Red Sox series, Spencer Steer had a three-run home run. Okay? This team knows how to make clutch hits. Jose Barrero had a grand slam in the opening game. Even though the Reds were up 9 nothing, And was it 9 nothing? No, 8 nothing, And it was 9-3. And then they almost blew it. But you know what? Hey, they got the W. That's all that matters. And now we're just waiting for the much-anticipated debut of L.A. De La Cruz, who is just tearing the baseball off in Louisville, especially in the month of May. When is De La Cruz call-up? Is it going to happen Friday? Is it going to happen next week? My belief is that it's going to happen next week. They have to call him up. And you have... Encarnacion Strand, and you got Marte, and it's like the Reds have talent. They do. Those young players are the future. Now, the ownership can go kick rocks for all I care, but we're not talking about them. We're talking about the young players that the Cincinnati Reds have right now. And then if you look at the National League Central, it is not really good. Right now, the Reds are two and a half games out of first place. They're in third place in the division. Okay? Remember the Pittsburgh Pirates start off the season 20-9? and Everybody's like, oh my gosh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, surprise team in baseball. Break up the Jolly Roger. Oh my gosh. Or raise the Jolly Roger, whatever the hell they say in Pittsburgh. Blah, blah, blah. Since then, the Pirates have really sucked, and they've come back to earth. And the Milwaukee Brewers are in first place right now, but they are just meh. The Cardinals, everybody thought the Cardinals were going to run away with the division before the season. They're not playing well to begin the year. They've had injuries. They've played better baseball since, but they're not the Cardinals that we thought they were coming into the season. And then you got the Chicago Cubs. It's like the Cubs do have talent, but they're the Cubs. So the NL Central is wide open. So that's why the Reds have to call up these young studs they have down in the minor leagues. Because, dare I say it, the NL Central, it could be there for the taking for the Reds. Now, I'm not trying to get my hopes up, okay? All right? The Reds could have a shitty June. And then all of this I just said on this podcast on June 1st means absolutely nothing, <laughs> okay? But... The Reds are very entertaining to watch, and that's a good thing. Like, I was going to watch Reds games before the season started, okay? Just because of the talent that they have, I didn't really expect much, okay? I didn't think this team was going to lose 100 games. Did I? I think I did. I'm going to go back in the podcast, what I did with my little brother, Matthew. By the way, Matthew will be making a podcast appearance next week. I know he is very excited to talk about the Reds on this because... He's very excited, and I think a lot of Reds fans have stuck with this team. You know what? I am a Reds fan. I have stuck with this team. I just It's just the ownership and the Castellanis that, you know, they can go bleep themselves, okay? But I haven't lost hope because of the talent they have. So Matthew Mapati will be making an appearance on the podcast next week. So look out for that one. Three games under 500. The Reds got to get to 500. And this weekend... It's probably 
the most important series the Reds have had since the 2021 season. The Milwaukee Brewers are in first place, guys. They come to Great American Ballpark for three games starting Friday late evening, a 5-10 first pitch, which is weird because Apple TV is broadcasting the game. Three games against Milwaukee in Cincinnati this coming weekend. Big, big series. I think that's where we're going to see, like, okay, are the Reds, is this just is this just a mirage? Or are the Reds here to stay for the next, I don't know, two months? But I'm not going to get my hopes up, okay? This can all change in the next, like, week. And the Reds can go on a long losing streak. And then we'll just back to, you know, saying, oh, hurry up, Bengals football season. But I just don't see this. I don't see that happening with this team. I just don't want to be prisoner in the moment. I really don't. But I'm kind of glad that I'm talking about the Reds in June. And they're relevant to talk about right now. So we'll see. Just keep playing well, Reds. Bring up De La Cruz and the young talent that they have down there. And we'll just see. But it's good to talk about the Reds in a positive way. And not in a negative way. So, big series this weekend against the Brewers at Great American Ballpark. If you're going to the game, cheer loud. They deserve it. This team is playing really hard. And <clears throat> it's good to be a Reds fan right now. I'm, I'm being cautious with this. Just right now. But I have to credit David Bell, the manager. You know, you know what? You, you guys know what I think about that man. But... He really likes his team. He, he had that man gets ejected for games, but you know he will always back his players up. And even though he's a interesting individual, he genuinely, really, really likes his team. So, Reds baseball. It's something to talk about. Something to talk about. Let's hope we can talk about them throughout the summer. Really. I love my Bengals. I don't mind talking about them. But it's a good thing that the Reds are in the conversations when it comes to sports talk around this city. It's a good thing. It really is. Speaking of a good thing that's going around in this city, switching sports, soccer, FC Cincinnati, guys. This team is having a dream start to the 2023 season. It's incredible what they're doing, okay? (laughs) FC Cincinnati is on top of the whole Major League Soccer. Yes, they're the best team right now in soccer right now. Whatever the power ranking says about LAFC being number one in people's power rankings, those are the so-called experts. That's what they think because they don't want to put FC on top. I don't give a shit about that. Who cares about what the media says? Really, some of you guys really take the media so serious. I don't give two shits of what the media says on any sports, okay? I, I don't. So you see these outrageous takes and some of you guys just react so <gasps> like. You know they're trying to get a reaction, you guys. You know they're trying to get clickbait, ratings. So stop overreacting. Stop giving them what they want. So relax. But FC Cincinnati is the best team in soccer right now. And whew, it's, it's incredible what this team has done over the last 
season and a half. And they won in Colorado last Saturday, one nothing. And then on Wednesday, they defeated New York City 3-1. Not only did they win against New York City on Wednesday, but <clears throat> it produced the most points. Right now, FC has 36 points. Last season, FC had 49 points the whole season. They still made the playoffs, okay? Just saying. But through the first 15 games of a season, 36 points is the most in MLS history, excluding the shootout era. What? What? That's insane. 15 games in the season. FC has the most points ever by a soccer team. And just roughly two and a half years ago, this team only had four freaking wins. Four wins. And they already produced the most points Ever in the first 15 games of a Major League Soccer season? Wow. Wow. So kudos to FC Cincinnati. And if you guys haven't been to the game, if you haven't been down to TQL Stadium, go. Because they're going to be selling out games like crazy now. Because this team is legit. This team has a great shot to win the MLS Cup. I can't believe I'm saying that. But it's a good time to be a soccer fan. It's a good time to be a Bengals fan, and it's a good time to be a Reds fan. There's things to talk about in the city. And FC Cincinnati should be talking about a lot more because what they're doing is historic, and what they're doing is just out of this world. So keep it up, boys. Keep it up. Wow. Incredible. All right. So switching sports now, Bearcats football. They announced some game times for their 2023 regular season. September 6th, their Bearcats' first game of the season against Eastern Kentucky will be a 3.30 p.m. kickoff at Nipper Stadium. And then September 16th, they will... Wait a minute. Okay, they're playing Miami, Ohio. In another edition of the Victory Bell, where the Bearcats have won the last 100 games, that will be a 3.30 kickoff at Nipper Stadium. And then September 29th, they will go to BYU to take on the Cougars. That will be a Friday night game at 10.15 p.m. on ESPN. So I got to stay up to watch this that game until like 1.30 in the morning. So that's going to be fun. So those are the game time announcement for those. Pretty sure we're going to hear some more. throughout the, We're probably going to hear more of the regular season schedule times for the remaining games coming up here in the near future. So that's all I got. And you know what, guys? We're not depressed here in this city, okay? The Bengals are Super Bowl contenders, FC Cincinnati are MLS Cup contenders, and the Cincinnati Reds, as of now, are a team to be talked about in this city. And I'll continue to be cautious with the Reds. If July 31st is the trade deadline, if the Reds are still on the verge of like, let's say if they're on top of the Central, let's say they're still like two and a half, two games out, three games out, then we can say the, the Reds have a legit shot to potentially, potentially make a run in the playoffs. But until then, I'm going to hold off and just enjoy the conversation of talking about the Cincinnati Reds. All right, guys, I am out. You guys have a safe weekend. Stay cool. It is hot as Satan this week in Cincinnati. It's going to be even hotter this weekend. So if you're going to Reds game, 
against the Brewers this weekend. Stay cool. And then FC Cincinnati has a game against the Chicago Fire. It's at T. Crow Stadium, so it's home on Saturday. Stay cool for that game. And, yeah, I will talk to you guys next week. Have a good weekend, and I'm out. Peace.